0: The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Will you lift your hands and just tell God this morning in a moment of prayer, say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your supply of grace. I thank you for your help. I thank you for your favor concerning the work of my hands. And I decree and declare right now, With all the faith I have in me, that I will experience multiple harvests. In this season of my life, in the name of Jesus, take a minute and just pray that and receive that into your heart, into your life, right where we are. And I want you to know, even though we are focusing on the work of our hands, God is blessing us in every other aspect of our lives. God is still healing us, God is still delivering us, God is still protecting us, God is still watching over us as we receive all that is supplied to us this morning. Thank you, Father. It gets better and better for us in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray just for this one minute. Pray, pray, pray. That prayer can make all the difference in the week ahead, the month ahead, um, six months from now or even one year from today. Thank you Lord for your help concerning the work of our hands in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Glory, glory be to God. Hallelujah. All right. I want to touch on, in the limited time we have, it's a um, loaded day and a loaded service. But actually, I believe people can actually go home. If you actually took something from all the things we've discussed already, I believe it's been a wonderful service already. Can I get a witness? All right. Praise God. I want to um, dive down or drill down a bit further on something actually it has been coming up in the discussions in the last few weeks Um, pastor jimmy mentioned it last week and it's really interesting that god put this on my heart this morning also in the discussion panels today here and there um, that word or that phrase has been coming up a lot and today being mother's day primarily i want to talk to the mothers and the women in the house but of course, by extension, I want to talk to everybody else. Praise God. So I want to talk again about identity this morning. Identity. Um, and there are two major, way, two major things you need to understand about our identity or having the right identity. Number one is seeing Jesus the way you ought to be seen. I'm not going to focus on that aspect, but it's very, 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 very important. Remember, Jesus came to disciples one day and said, Who do men say I am? And that's a very, very important question. Because if you think Jesus is just one of the other prophets, um, that's all you're going to get from his life and his ministry, if at all you get anything. If you think Jesus was a fake prophet, that's all you're going to get from his life and his ministry, if you get anything. If you thought Jesus was Elijah, or all the different kind of answers... The apostles replied to Jesus, when they said, this is what people say you are. Some people say you are this, some people say you are that. The identity you have of who Christ is matters a big deal. You've got to learn to see Jesus, We do it a lot in church, as your way maker, as your healer, as your deliverer, as your provider, and as your savior, more importantly. We, We talk about that a lot in church. That's very, very important when you you start thinking about this, this truth on identity so that the day you need direction, you know who to run to. The day you need healing, you know who to run to. The day you need protection and preservation, you know who to run to. Glory be to God. More importantly... The second aspect about identity, now, which is what I really want to focus this morning, I'm trying to move fast because of time, is your identity of yourself or how you see yourself. And this way I want every woman to listen to me again this morning because like I believe it was um, Pastor Dupe that said this, there is a narrative that society and history has painted about who a woman is, who a mother is, glory be to God. This is something that is actually even a war that is still going on, even in developed nations, talk less of nations that are not um, first world nations like ours, where some people, knowingly or unknowingly, they just don't think a woman's place is ruling a nation, or a woman's place is running an organization. We saw the statistics that um, were displayed um, just at the beginning of discussion. Yes, okay, maybe 2020, but it's still relatively relevant that in certain spheres, even though women, most nations, women are half of the population, but how many women are leading a business? Only 30% or 20%. So there's something disproportionate about that. And the root cause, or one of the root causes, please pay attention to what I'm saying, it's very, very important. One of the root causes is how people see women. There are religions today and nations that are governed by those religions that think girls should not go to school. They will bomb anyone that wants to give the girl an education. Some people think the only role of women is to have children function only in the other room, and things like that. So it's important how you, the woman, the mother, how do you see yourself? Glory be to God. So I want to start from Proverbs chapter 31 this morning. We won't have time to read the entire chapter or this portion that describes the virtuous woman. Because what every woman needs to do And what every mother needs to do, and really this is the crux of what I want to discuss with us this morning, is to begin to see yourself, and I'm talking on an individual level here, how God sees you. Praise God. Everybody, including men, how God sees you. And we see this wonderful portion of scriptures that it it paints a picture of, Um, how God sees a woman. Now, I was reading this again this morning, and the Holy Ghost told me to mention this. Even in reading a scripture like this in Bible, because when you read, let me just read a few verses here. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts in her, so he will will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Now, watch this very carefully. This is what I was reading this morning. And you will see the examples that are given here of a virtuous woman, a productive woman, an image God has about women. But it's all in agricultural texts. And when we tell you to find yourself in scriptures, (laughs) please, this is 2022. You don't now read this and say, I'm going to go and buy a farm. Now uh, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm not just trying to be funny. So you read a text like she seeks wool and flax and willingly walks with her hands. Or you look at this example, she's like merchant sheep, she brings uh, a good from afar. And you see all these examples she's giving. It was written in the context of the time these scriptures were written. Am I making sense to somebody this morning? And this is so vital to what I want to address this morning about identity. Primarily for mothers and women, but also for everybody. Because even in church... When we teach people about identity and we point them to scriptures, sometimes we are giving illustrations and examples and talking with a mindset that has been framed for us by people that wrote things 300 years ago, 400 years ago, 1,000 years ago, preachers that we had that lived in a time 50 years ago, 100 years ago. And we are really not helping people To the point where God wants everybody to be. And the truth this morning, for every single one of us, is to come to this place where you begin to see yourself as God sees you. Hallelujah. Somebody say identity. Seeing yourself as God sees you. So when we read Proverbs 31, we talk about the Proverbs 31 woman. obviously, God's vision for a mother or a woman or a wife is not just someone that has children, someone that, does not, that's, that cannot have an education, someone that is not industrious, someone that is not um, um, fruitful or productive. No. Don't be to God. And that's what we use Scriptures for. We look at the image God paints and God writes in scriptures and we bring it to the times we are living in. This is where meditation comes in very important. And you begin to see yourself like God sees you. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Women, see yourself as God sees you. Don't see yourself as your husband sees you. Particularly if your husband has a, a one funny image or mentality. Their husbands, they want their wives to be like their mother. And bless God for their mother as good as she may have been in the generation she lived in. And she may have been a wonderful woman. But she definitely could not see the potential in this current woman, this current mother. Particularly of what God sees about that person. Hallelujah. Look at this verse with me. I love this. And I want to just, just dwell on this for a moment. Glory, glory, glory be to God. Um, verse 18. Everybody, Proverbs 31 verse 18. There's a powerful word there that I just want to dwell on before I move on this morning. Proverbs 31 verse 18. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She perceives perception. Hallelujah. I want to ask every mother this morning, what kind of perception do you have about your life? What kind of perception? When we talk about perception, many times we use the example of a half-filled glass or a half-empty glass. In other words, life is throwing things at us. Difficulty left, right, and center. We may have have had a bad experience. You may have gone through a rough marriage. You may have gone through a very, very difficult situation in the past. But the question now is, what is the perception? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That you are taking and you are holding for yourself as you go on in life. And a lot of that depends on how you see yourself. Glory be to God. Am I communicating to somebody this morning? Mother, how do you see yourself? Woman, how do you see yourself? Have you taken the time? And this is my challenge to every mother this morning, this Mother's Day 2022, and every woman, and by extension, really every individual. Have you taken the time to try to see yourself the way God sees you? And are you doing all you can do by the help of God to just have a positive perception about life based on the identity that you find of yourself in scriptures? Praise God. Let me begin to close very quickly this morning. Luke chapter 1. We have the ultimate example of identity and the power it plays in our lives, in the life of Mary. Let's go back to that story again. Luke chapter 1. And we read from verse 26, when the angel came and announced to Mary. Luke 1, we start from verse, let me read from verse 28 before, because of time. And having come in, The angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. Glory be to God. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Praise God. I want to announce over every woman this morning, You are highly favored. Hallelujah. You are blessed among women. You need to rejoice. Hallelujah. I will say that again. You are highly favored. You are blessed among women. You need to rejoice. So this angel came to this young virgin girl. And please watch where we are going and what we are talking about. Because I believe this is an experience that every woman is going to have on one level or another in your life. And he begins to project this image. When Mary woke up that morning, Mary did not have this image of herself. When she came into that room, before the angel began to speak, she did not have that identity of herself. At best, she could have seen herself as a young woman, virtuous woman. Perhaps I'm going to grow up. In fact, she was already betrothed to Joseph at this time. I'm going to marry this young, handsome carpenter. We're going to raise a lovely family together. And you know the image they had about women in those days. How society painted who a woman is and who a mother is. At best, that's all she could have thought about herself. But then an angel came and he began to say things to her. Now, the first introduction was okay. I mean, that was covered by the law. You are favored. Um, You are blessed among women. Yeah, she could have. Maybe the the average woman may not have had that perspective of herself. In fact, if you see the way Mary was, the Bible told us that, um, look at verse 29. Look at the way she responded initially. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. I wonder how many people are troubled when you tell them God wants you rich. God wants you prosperous. God wants you favored. God wants you to rejoice. Troubled because that is not the identity they have of themselves. That is not their perception towards life. So when you start telling them positive things, great things, they are troubled at it. Ah, What are they talking about? (laughs) Praise God. Are you still here? Now, So what the angel said, the intro, I mean, quite honestly, the law covered that. And maybe the kind of traditional setting they had, that may not have been what, but definitely that may not have been what she was thinking about. Okay, but she could accept that. Where I'm going to, and you know the story this morning. And as we read on in the chapter, the bomb came, and the angel told her, you are going to have a child. I'm I'm talking to you about having the identity that God has designed for you. Primarily, I want to talk to women, mothers. Learning to see yourself the way God sees you. And I'm not just talking generally like society has defined women for good or bad. Thank God we are living in this day and age where societies are now beginning to open up. That okay, women can do great things now. And we can have a conversation like we had this morning in a church setting. But I want you to go beyond that. Because I believe that's where God wants us to be. And God comes to this lady and says, you are going to... Have a child without knowing a man, and you are going to give birth to God. (laughs) Praise God. And she had to embrace that for herself. She had to embrace. I love the way the gospel said it that Mary kept all these things in her heart and she pondered on it. That she was the one that God had chosen to do this unique assignment. And become the mother of Jesus. When she woke up that morning, that's not how she saw herself. So this is where I want to go this morning. Please hear me, I have limited time. Please watch me very carefully. When you take this first step, we're talking about you meditating. Please watch, this, this is where we are going this morning. And I want every woman to listen to me very carefully. You, you now go into the word of God. You take up passages like... Um, Proverbs 31, and you begin to read and you see wonderful things in scriptures that God has planned for you and God has designed for you. And you are now doing that effort of meditating on it. Please hear me and hear me very well. Very important component. And you now begin to see yourself in this new light that God's word tells you to be. And perhaps you even come into a place of personal revelation Personal Rema that God now tells you, I want you to do this specific assignment like like Mary. But you look at where you are. Let let me do this. This is where I am today. And this is the image I'm seeing from scriptures. This is the picture God is painting for me. And there is a gap. And I'm telling you, you you're going to come to this place in your walk with God. Where the image you are seeing and the confession you are making. And the things God is revealing to you from his word and in visions and revelations where there's such a gap between what you are seeing from God's word, the identity and the image God is projecting towards you and who you are based on your natural, physical, current and present situation. That is the challenge I want us to address by the help of the Holy Ghost today. Because that's what Mary, Mary came to. And she accepted what Gabriel told her. I'm assuming we're all familiar with this story. So I'm, just, I'm not reading line upon line. Gave her the vision. Told her what she's going to be. When she woke up that morning, that was not what she was thinking. But she came into that encounter with Angel Gabriel. And that new identity, that new image was projected to her. She was troubled at first. But thank God, by the grace of God, she accepted it. And then she asked the all-important question, how is it going to happen? Praise God. How will it be? How am I going to move from poor to rich? How am I going to move from sick to healed? I'm accepting the image I'm embracing this positive perspective. How am I going to move from broken, man? What I went through last year, what I went through in my marriage, what I went through with my family, what I went through with my husband—family—it has broken me. But I'm seeing this identity and this image and this picture God is showing, and I see a gap. I see a gap. <laughs> am I talking to somebody this morning? I'm like Mary. I'm, I'm not like, I mean, we read Zechariah's story, the same similar encounter. Zechariah did not want to believe it. I have been waiting for so long. And the angel had to make him dumb. I'm like Mary, I accept it. I wasn't thinking about it this morning or this month. I was troubled when they first told me. Well, you know what? I, I accept it. I am the healed and not the sick. I am the whole and not the broken. I am the rich. and I accept it, but and I'm embracing it as my new perspective. But, Pastor, the bottom line is there's a gap between where I am. When I open my eyes, <laughs> when I shut my eyes, I, I see that identity, I see that image, I, I see that picture, God, and, I, and I'm embracing it. But when I open my eyes, there's a gap. What do I do? We have the answer right there. And I want to encourage every woman this day. You will always have this gap. Particularly, please hear me very carefully. When God begins to project the future he has for you. When God begins to pick you up and he wants you to be a glass ceiling shatterer. God wants you to set new trends. God wants to take you to places where people before your time have not been to. God wants you to begin to set records. God wants you to change narratives. God wants you to tell a new story. When you are that kind of woman, that kind of mother, that kind of person, when God begins to project the image he has for you and begin to reframe your identity for you, there will be that gap Hmm. between where you are and the new identity, if I can call it that, that God is giving to you in your heart. Verse 34. There's a three-step thing here that was discussed in this conversation. Please, let's look at it again. Verse 34, Luke 1. Mary said to the angel, how can this thing be? I accept what you are saying. I'm troubled by it. This wasn't what I was thinking of myself when I woke up. But how, how is it going to happen? How am I going to move? I've been, I've carried this sickness for so many years on my body. And now you are giving me this image that by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I made every withhold. whole. How is it going to happen? And she gave a very logical example. I don't know a man. How am I going to be prosperous? The economy of the nation I live in is, is upside down. The political climate is difficult. I don't have any natural connections. Glory be to God. This is the answer for you. When, when you embark on this journey, you understand the place of having a right image, embracing a right identity, and you begin to meditate. On what God has shown you, and your natural reality and situation and circumstances don't align, and that gap will be there. What do you do? The Holy Ghost or the angel answered and said to her, Please watch this. This is the key. This is how you move from where you are to where God has ordained you to be. And I prophesy over somebody under the sound of my voice this morning that will be your testimony in this season of your life. I said that will be your result in this season of your life moving from where you are to where God wants you to be how number one the Holy Ghost will come upon you so the first thing is to embrace the ministry of the Holy Ghost hallelujah and this is not new to many of us embrace the ministry of the Holy Ghost if you are born again he dwells in you but you need him to be upon you this is where your prayer life comes in important this is where worship is important. Hallelujah. This is where believing what God says about you in his word, about his Holy Ghost is important. Understanding the comfort and ministry of the Holy Ghost. This is where it's important. Praise God forevermore. Somebody lift your hands this morning and say, Holy Spirit. I can not hear you say, Holy Spirit, come upon me afresh in this season of my life. Hallelujah. Believe God for fresh grace. Believe God for fresh utterance. Believe God for fresh wisdom by the Holy Ghost. Learn to stir up the Holy Ghost on your inside. Learn to activate the Holy Ghost. This will be something you do on a daily basis as much as possible. When you ever hit this junction, and I know many of you understand my voice, that's where you are. You see, this is the problem. If you don't go through this process that's outlined here, please hear me and hear me. I'm going to give you three steps from this text. If you don't go through this process, something terrible can happen where rather than you believing and embracing that new image and identity that God has painted for you, You begin to doubt what God is saying. Has has someone been there before? Talk to me, church. And you don't have to be. You may have the most odious of tasks. You are going to give back to Jesus. (laughs) Only you. But there's a way to get there. Praise God. So number one, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. Number two, and. Please, this is very, very vital. Because there's an and there. The power of the highest will overshadow you. You need to consciously walk in the power of God. Confess it. I I, I don't have that much time. We've thought about this a lot in church. Confess that you are full of power. Confess that you are strengthened with might by God's spirit in your inner man. Declare it. Power here is not muzzle. Power here is not military strength. It's power of God. But when you carry the Holy Ghost and you consciously activate him, you can expect that power to begin to work on your behalf. And it will accomplish things that you can never imagine possible for you. Somebody say, I'm strengthened with might by God's spirit in my inner man. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. I can't hear somebody. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is working for me in my career, in my business, in my marriage, in my family to bring to pass everything that God has ordained for me. Hallelujah. Now, what, look at those two. Let's look at that verse 35 very carefully. I want to make a very powerful distinction here. Please look at this very carefully. Watch this. The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And many times we read this as the same thing because it's in the same sentence. But there are two different things. I'm submitting to you this morning. There are people that carry the Holy Ghost and even conscious of the place of the Holy Ghost but not conscious of activating the power of God. He said, and Mary, what you are going to do and the fulfillment of this image that God has for you it can't be done without the power of God you live in a day and age where just 20 to 30% of women ever make it to top executive levels in corporate organizations and when you pray when you meditate on scriptures you are seeing this image of you perhaps one day owning your own bank that's what you are seeing when you close your eyes and you pray. That's what you are seeing. You are seeing that image. You are, the, you are not just a manager. You are the owner of the bank. That, that, that's the kind of image God is putting in your heart. Your mother could never have dreamed about it. If they're told that, she would have been troubled. She would think it was a witch from the village. But thank God you are now in a generation where God is now painting those kind of... The time has come where God can drop that kind of image in a woman's heart, a girl's heart hear me and hear me very well this morning you you will never get there without the power of God. Never. Now, if you are living in an image where 90% of women were top executives if they chose to follow that field. Perhaps, maybe. Glory be to God. Somebody said, the power of God is working on my behalf. Verse 38, this is the third key, and I'm closing. Verse 38, and this is so vital. This is so vital. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And then the angel departed. Now, my emphasis emphasis here is not she accepted the word. She had really done that. My emphasis here is this identity. She saw herself, I'm God's servant. I'm God's servant. And I love it. When you read the Gospels and the Acts, one of the things, I remember the day the Holy Ghost opened my eyes to that. And Mary began to serve God on a different level from that day. And when you get to the book of Acts where they were in that upper room the day the Holy Ghost came, her service wasn't, she wasn't just the mother of Jesus. She wasn't just a member of the church. She was actually in that upper room with the apostles. She was one of the women in that upper room. That's a dedication to serving God that most women in our day will never have dared. The Bible said when Jesus was crucified, the disciples scattered. Even the men ran away. Jesus appeared to over 500 of them and told them to go and wait. Maybe it was okay to wait for the first day and the second day, but they had to wait for like 40 days. And there was pressure. Roman soldiers were looking for them. The Pharisees were looking for them. They were in hiding. Only 120 of them could remain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, mother, I know it's a bit challenging sometimes to serve God on a high level. Raising children, having a job, working. But I tell you, you need to see it as your identity. Praise God. The same way you see yourself, a woman, and you know there are features of women. You can't say you are so busy that the things that happen to women will not happen. No, it's part of your identity. Hallelujah consciously activate the ministry of the Holy Ghost in your life. Three simple things. Two, engage the power of God. We're going to do it this morning before we close. And what we do in church is the way to do it. You just now practice it to the way it works for you. And number three, serve God on a higher level. Gone are the days where they say women can't preach anymore. Hello? If Mary had that mindset and in her day, that was the picture of women. And it, it, it obviously influenced them because there were no women out of their. Po- Even Jesus did not pick women out of his 12. But there was a commitment he had. <clears throat> I am your maidservant. I'm going to be there. And she was. Rise up on your feet this morning. Everybody lift your hands one more time and do this with faith. Say, Holy Spirit. Please somebody get on the keyboard for us, Holy Spirit. You see, you have not because you ask not. Do you know there's a way the Holy Ghost can come upon you and suddenly you have wisdom for what to do next week? Hallelujah. There's a way the Holy, I'm talking about right here in this service right now, in these few minutes we have. There's a way the Holy Ghost can come upon you and the idea that will take your career to the next level will just open up before you. Lift your hands and say, Holy Spirit now remember what we are doing remember what we are doing leave those hands as you do this with me this morning remember what we are doing we have seen an image (laughs) we have seen an image that God has painted for our lives a better picture of a brighter future a better tomorrow a richer tomorrow a greater tomorrow we have seen that image praise God we have seen it but when we open our eyes we are not yet there there's that gap. And Mary, in this discourse with Gabriel, gave us a pathway. How can these things be? How can I know what God has said concerning my 2022, that it will be a year of recovery? It will be a year spent in Goshen. But when I open my eyes, I'm in Oshodi. I'm not in Goshen. There's a gap there's a gap <laughs> how can these things be I will tell you how the Holy Ghost will come upon you lift your hands whoever you are wherever you are and with the faith you can muster this morning say Holy Spirit I can hear you say Holy Spirit come upon me afresh open your mouth just begin to pray begin to worship begin to engage him right where you are come upon me afresh come upon me afresh the preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Ital Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 640